hello, this is Notes from the Back Row, a podcast like no other, different themes, rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Welcome to Notes from the Back Row, the official podcast of Backdashrow.com, champions of unsung and underrated cinema. This is, of course, Cream of the Crud, the podcast where Carlo and I talk about what we've been watching, news of notable releases, movies we've screened, and much more. It is a potpourri of podcasting for the cinematically deranged. My name is Dan Gorman, and I'm sitting here with Carlo. Hey, I'm what Carlo. What's up? up? Uh, not much. Just you it's know, been a while. Uh, it's I feel like we always say that it's yeah. been a while since we recorded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that is, but uh, I feel like we at least have an episode once a month. Yeah, generally <laughs> is, for sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I I, I want to do more episodes, but I feel like these days I'm not watching a ton of movies, so I'm less mm. inclined to poke you and be like, "Let's record let's an episode." Um, but by the time a month passes, I'm like, okay, I've definitely yeah. seen uh, way uh, more than enough stuff to 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 like fill like an hour or so. Yeah, I leaned in last month, I think, a little bit. Last month, like you mean on last episode or since? We yeah, recorded. like like in June, it looks like I watched like thirty one or thirty two movies, which like good. is yeah pretty pretty good probably more than the month before and and this month so far but mm-hmm. yeah okay um yeah i feel like i leaned in a little bit on some movies <laughs> nice yeah I've, been, I've i've not been ignoring movies or anything like i'm still just watching a lot of tv shows like uh, yeah. uh, lots of takusatsu but i've also um been working on translating a, a bunch of movies yeah. the last couple of weeks especially i feel like i feel like the last four or five weeks i've done like i've translated like one movie a week just uh i don't know like on, on a roll now um, yeah that's awesome yeah it's it's uh it's it's fulfilling to work on those movies and then have people get feedback on them and people watch them and um yeah it's been nice like it, it's you feel more involved than just watching a movie like i feel like w- recording a podcast as well is just kind of you're not just like um, passively watching movies and you watch yeah. them and then the movie's over and then that's it. Like we do, we do so much other stuff. <laughs> like we go on Letterbox and we talk in the Discord about movies and then yeah, um, we record podcasts and now I'm also translating. So like I don't just like watch a movie. Like I watch it once as I translate. I watch it again to iron out the um like little mistakes that's always are gonna slip in yeah and um yeah it's uh it's been good like uh what's the url for your patreon tell the people oh yeah yeah i created a, a patreon because um i'm like i'm not gonna stop translating movies but i figured like i'm basically working for free yeah, uh, creating translations uh, for people out there. Uh, so I, I, I created a Patreon. It's like, uh, how much is it? I, I feel like I have two tiers, but like the basic, the main one is just, I believe, like $3 a month or it might be three, three euros a month, which I don't know, becomes like four or five yeah, American like four or Canadian, Canadian dollars. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, it's patreon.com slash Carlo Translates. Uh, if you sign up, you have access to all my scripts that I have done so far, uh, other stuff I come up with or like one-off stuff I might translate. Um, you also get access to a secret channel in our Discord, the Crud Buddies Discord, and yeah. you can ask us all kinds of stuff there, mean, specific. Uh, yeah. If there's like movies and you don't know where to find those movies, how to watch them, 
uh, there's a lot of help there. Um, lots of links and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome because like like you said, like there's so many movies that have never been translated, um, and that would be near impossible for somebody speaking English to see. Yeah. And I mean, this is obviously a problem even outside of English, just in all languages that movies didn't get translated and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's such a bummer for accessibility. But yeah, it is. But just the fact that like I watched Kaito Ruby because you translated it and yeah. I would have literally if I did not know you and you did not say I translated this movie. Yeah, I probably in my lifetime would have never watched that movie. And like, yeah, it's maybe. a delightful yeah. <laughs> movie. Like, I probably wouldn't have because I mean, you know, it just would never have probably would never have gotten on my radar. <laughs> yeah, unless like someone like uh, like a publisher, like a Blu- yeah. Blu- Blu-ray publisher, like Arrow, comes across it, but that hasn't happened yet. And yeah, uh, I yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Like, it's not exactly. a it's not a like. I don't know when I when I look at the Japanese stuff that they put out, it's more like um, I don't know. It's 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 usually box sets I feel or directors yeah. who are pretty known. Meanwhile, the director like like the only thing I can uh, see in Kaito Ruby is the the the, the lead actor in it, Hiroyuki Sanada. He's in a bunch of like. Um, like uh what is it roaring fire oh yeah um, yeah in, in a bunch of like sunny chiba-esque and sometimes mm-hmm. sunny chiba movies um meanwhile arrow or no company in the uk i believe has ever even put out the sunny chiba street fighter movies so i'm like that that's like an obvious pick but they haven't even gotten to that one yeah. yet for some reason i know it's out yeah. in the, i know it's out in the us uh and, and maybe canada like uh might be shout factory i'm not sure um yeah and that and so like that's kind of like my point right so like the move movies like writing wrongs or mm-hmm. uh like uh uh eastern condors like yeah. these are movies that are already just a, a half step out of my sort of like peripheral vision and that through mm-hmm. getting released on blu-ray and stuff and knowing people that said like check out you know eastern condors it's amazing and i watched mm-hmm. it and i was like this is a five-star phenomenal film like this, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like some of these things that you're translating are already like another extra step outside (laughs) of that. And it's like, yeah, the the fact that now they're now that I could, now I can say to somebody like, you should watch Kaito Ruby. It's this really adorable and Mm. and fun movie is like important. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I believe so. Like it, it, uh, it feels like something worth doing. Um, Yeah. And and Kaito Ruby, like I feel like by now, uh, like mm, a, a reasonable about amount of people, at least on Letterbox, have logged it and seen yeah. it, thanks to my translation. Totally. Uh, but then the other ones I've been working on on the past couple of weeks, like some of them are, uh, like the second movie I ever translated. I feel like even now, still only like five or six people have seen. I'm like thirteen, but that's still like so such a low amount but it's it's maybe a bit more niche in that uh i've also done like a, a couple of 60s movies by this director yoji amada um so that's maybe a bit less culty i would say mm. like kaito ruby is an 80s movie you know like people yeah. are looking for that city pop kind of vibe totally um and i've done a couple of those like the last one i did is another one starring the the lead actress in kaito ruby kyoko koizumi um that one might also be on more people's radars just because of the city pop kind of mm-hmm. thing um but then those 60s ones are like unless you're really doing a deep dive on that specific director uh yeah. you might never come across them um like even his most yeah especially his older ones are not like i watched this one by him called the yellow handkerchief from 1977 uh on a recommendation from joey mm. um and that's like his one of his like top rated like most popular movies if you go by letterboxd yeah and even that one not even like a thousand people have seen it mm. so uh, yeah it's uh it you also have to kind of like pick obscure movies because the the obvious ones they've all been done 
yeah like either been published or translated by someone uh luckily i i have resources where i can just find like obscure stuff based on a director i like based on actors i like um sometimes joey will give me a good tip of a movie um mm. uh and yeah we've been like he's been he's been working on movies as well like we did all the truck rascal movies all of those were no translated 10 of them nice. uh, there was a gap like six seven eight and nine um we we did those so uh yeah uh the fans of norifumi suzuki should definitely check those movies out because uh it, that's a pretty consistent series like if you're into uh sort of like smoky and the bandit kind of movies like japan has like a similar thing but about truckers and there's 10 <laughs> of them and they're all good really like i still that's need to awesome. see i still need to see a couple of them but I've, I've seen the majority of them by now, like just because of working on them. And then I, I had already seen a couple. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen like seven out of 10. And all of those seven ones have been like really enjoyable. Um, nice. But again, pretty damn obscure. A, because there's never been an English translation uh, of most of them. And even like the, the first one, I assume the translation of that one has been around the longest even that one not a lot of people have seen it because we're still we're still talking about fan subs here you know like yeah. it's not like a publisher is putting them out you find them on um on amazon it's just, it's just not possible you have to go yeah. to the internet and uh download those movies otherwise you're not getting to see them maybe not ever because like, yeah again like arrow i'm still waiting on the truck rascal uh box set if that ever happens i i highly doubt it but <laughs> they're good movies uh i think people would like them um, nice yeah. yeah so go to patreon.com slash carlo translates there'll be a link in the description and yep yeah for four bucks you can get a bunch of subtitle files and it, that, that that'll basically be a list of movies that you can be like these are cool yeah. off the beaten path movies that are going to be fun and you'll get access to a discord channel and mm. you can get some help there and how to watch them exactly yeah, yeah. Other, otherwise so, uh you might never see any of the movies and honestly of all the of the six movies i've translated i think like five of the six i would highly recommend like nice uh, I, i'm not like watching those movies first but i'm just I don't know, like going on a yeah. gut, gut feeling, uh, directors I like, like I said, actors I like. And yeah. so far it's been good. Like I've been having fun translating him. Like I can tell while I work on a movie, if it's a fun movie, even though I'm <laughs> not like, it, there's a difference between like just watching a movie and working on it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been good. And I'm going to do more. Uh, I've, uh, if you subscribe to the Patreon um, I've also shared my list there of potential projects. I've also nice. announced the next movie I'm translating. So you can get all that stuff there. Um, get all the scoops and, and then via there, join or join our discord. And yeah. Uh, and speaking of join the discord, go to crudbuddies.club. You will find our information there on how to join the discord and also all of our screenings, things that we watch on the internet on Sunday mornings. We do our crud buddy movies and on Thursday nights, I do a time bandits screening, uh, series and you'll find all that stuff in the discord. If you want, we'll have the event information in the sort of discord functionality. And then there's also a calendar on crudbuddies.club. Uh, we watch fun, weird stuff. Uh, I had an issue with one of my movies and had to pull a, pull something out of my butt at the last second to, <laughs> to screen. And I pulled this movie called Mutant on the Bounty from 1989. That was a weird movie about a uh, alien mutant saxophone guy in, in outer space. I see. Okay, uh, that sounds... Yeah, <laughs> what it was, was that like? <laughs> it was it was interesting in its weirdness. I'll say that. Okay. <laughs> um, and then uh, yeah, another thing we did was the third Gamera movie on one of the Thursday night time oh, bandits. Sweet. So that sweet. gets a uh, one of these. <laughs> Old Gamera yell for that one. <laughs> Love it. Uh, and on one of the crud buddies mornings, we watched burning vengeance, 1989. That was pretty wild and, and ridiculous. 
nice. so yeah, we watch a lot of cruddy stuff together and it's just, a, it's, it, it's a, a slowly but steadily growing group of people that are all really nice. Mm. And it's just a nice place to not have to worry about the shit show of a world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. No, so. it's, 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 I haven't been joining a lot of screenings this year because, um, like for me, it's, it's never in the morning, you know? Yeah. Like that's, that's a, uh, so I have to like plan my day around the screening mm-hmm. and I'm not by myself. Like, uh, Michelle only has two days off in the week and that's Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. So for this year, I was like, I'm going to take it easy. If you want to do stuff on Sundays throughout, uh, like during the day, that's open again. Like I'm not going to abide by the crud buddy schedule for a a while, but I do miss it. Like, you know, like, especially like programming, uh, it's been like, uh, I don't know, like half a year since I programmed something and, um, yeah, and I've been playing it real fast and loose. Just whatever happens to be available on YouTube, <laughs> I've been programming it. <laughs> that's the thing as well. Yeah, like we're so dependent on stuff that's just on YouTube. Sometimes I wish we weren't. Um, yeah, just, yeah. So no, that's just the reality of it. It makes you have to be crafty. It, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I haven't looked at my like. I, I I would used to like create like these long playlists of everything I could find. That's like a potential stream movie and then have like another playlist that's all like trailers yeah. for the pre-show i put a lot of work on <laughs> that stuff like, yeah yeah um so yeah then I, I just needed some time off at one point like i've been yeah. doing, i've been doing it for like uh like i don't know like the entirety of 2020 and 2021 i feel totally and, yeah yeah so uh i think by the time this episode drops, the next movies will be Thunder Run 1986 on Thursday, July Ooh. 4th. That's like a like a uh, I know sort the of, one. It's a big uh, truck on truck the poster. Action. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's definitely one I had in my potentials list because it's yeah. just one of those movies that's just on YouTube forever. Yeah, and and then I think on the 17th of July we're doing the Ginty for Rudolph's birthday pick oh. of three kinds of heat. 1987. Okay. So, yeah, he was asking me about that, but I'm like, yeah. I'm not in charge of scheduling these, these days. I forgot. So. <laughs> oh, I forgot oh, forever. Did you? Oh. Yeah, and then they finally got in touch with me and were like, so is that going to happen? And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. We don't really yeah. have a strict schedule, so anytime. <laughs> yeah, okay. and when you're in the Discord, you can also call us up, basically. In our in our channel for Cream of the Crud, we'll ping you when we're going to record, and we'll get some questions. So we have a bunch today. Mm, um, let's do it. Speak, speaking of rooted out, the first question of theirs is summer sweaty movie recommendations. You get a bonus if it's also a Christmas movie. <laughs> Um, and so my mind went straight to, from sweaty, it went straight to, uh, off limits, which is a action movie with Willem Dafoe. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Is that the Vietnam thing? This is the Vietnam one. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. It's, it's, and Gregory Hines is in it. It's maybe yeah, yeah. one of the sweatiest movies I've ever seen in my life. I feel um, like Vietnam movies are per definition, maybe sweaty. <laughs> Yeah. Because that's a yeah. hot ass country. <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Temperatures. And, yeah. <laughs> Carry on. Wake and Fright is really sweaty too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Australia, another hot country. Basically, you just need to go to like. Totally. Very hot and sweaty hum- countries. Humid, sweaty countries. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of a Christmas one. And the only <laughs> thing I could think of was like. <laughs> Christmas Evil isn't a sweaty movie, but because it's about uh, like a guy that's like having a freak out breakdown. He's, he's a sweaty guy. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that uh, maybe that counts. Eh, it's a stretch, but sure. Like it's it's hard coming up with uh that sweaty summary vibe in a movie. Yeah. And it's also Christmas. I did think of one. I don't I don't I wouldn't call it like a sweaty summary movie, mm-hmm. but it's uh it's a Christmas movie and it takes place in California. Mm. So I feel that that's sort of right. Yeah. Anyway, the movie is Santa with muscles. Yeah. <laughs> with Hulk Hogan. That is that's, so sweaty. 
<laughs> yeah, he's a sweaty guy, I guess. He's like, a sweaty, he's, he, gross man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a wrestler, so he has to be. Like, if it's not sweat, <laughs> it's probably like baby oil. But yeah, um, yeah, no holds bars would no holds barred would be a sweaty pick. Oh yeah, absolutely. Maybe not just a it, summary yeah. pick though, but a sweaty no, one, sure. But sweaty. Mm. I mean, just him yelling, Dookie. <laughs> he's yeah, like dr- like dripping down his face with sweat. I feel like. <laughs> I, yeah, I wish you had that sound clip. And so, <laughs> someday. There yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. Was that him? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually the guy who's like shitting his pants that says death. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> classic. Classic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Otherwise, like summary sweaty movies, like do they still make those kind of movies even anymore? Like, I feel like nineties, like especially like mid nineties action movies, I'm thinking like speed and, uh, I guess point break is like early nineties, but, uh, what else? Like die hard with a vengeance. Yeah. Those are all like very sweltery summer, yeah. uh, high octane action movies. Um, like everyone knows these movies. This isn't like, I'm not giving any, obscure mm-hmm. recommendations but those are still like especially speed i really I, i've always been a big sp- uh, fan of speed and that's such a uh a killer sweaty summary action movie to- totally um, totally and, uh one other movie that's maybe mo- like my favorite um summary action movie is american ninja 2 nice i really really yeah. like american ninja 2 um it's the best one of the American ninjas and it has the best soundtrack. It all takes place on a tropical Island. Mm-hmm. Um, do the and Steve James. Uh, it's very, very good. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Oh, and I just thought of another one. Uh, have you ever seen the Dolph Lundgren movie called men of war? Yes. Yeah, I think I have. That that is a really good one. I feel like very under the radar still and under like maybe appreciated. I don't know. Like I don't know a lot of people who've seen it like on Letterboxd. Uh it's sort of like a man on a mission and oh, and, and uh, yeah. the location is like a tropical island if I'm not mistaken. It's also quite sweaty and summery. So I, I, I'm pretty sure Rudeldahl has seen Men of War, mm. but other than him, I don't really know that many people online. I don't think I have seen it. I oh. thought I had, but okay. I haven't. It's good. It's I, I really like that one. Like in, in, in terms of, like I like Dolph Lundgren, but sometimes it can be a little bit hard. Like what are the good unseen mm-hmm. under um, still under the radar good Dolph Lundgren movies, and that is definitely oh. one of them. Red Scorpion. Yeah, people Red Scorpion, like Red Scorpion. I've, I, I've seen that, but I don't really remember. I remember it. being entertaining. Oh, there's another one called Joshua Tree with Dolph yeah. Lundgren. That that's I pretty good. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's again, it's also pretty like summery, sweaty. It's mm. uh, all like taking place uh, in like a desert kind of yes. location. Um, car chases and. Sexy, sexy scenes, sweaty, <laughs> sweaty stuff. Sexy, sweaty, sexy, yeah. Sweaty Dolph Lundgren <laughs> and this uh, co-star. Nice. <laughs> Having some chemistry and stuff. Um, well, it, if you have a better sweaty summer pick and you're listening, join up. Let us know in the Discord. <laughs> Do it. Um, Do it. Next question from Melody. If you were to have a crud hall of fame, who would be the first <laughs> inductee and why? <laughs> Did you have anything for that? Uh, I mean, the first one, that's a major one, you know, it's like, it's like Munchie himself has to be inducted. <laughs> yeah. I feel, yeah. Like someone of that, uh, other than Munchie, I don't know. Like I, I'm just thinking back on the first screenings we did. And for some reason there were a bunch of movies or maybe, maybe just two, but I feel that like, that's enough. Yeah. Uh, starring like these dopey comedies starring Alan Thicke. Yeah, we did do some th- Alan Thicke movies. <laughs> Something like, uh, and and you thought your parents were weird? Yeah, it's like what? he dies or something and, and he, he comes becomes back a, robot. a robot. Yeah, yeah. like Alan Thicke <laughs> robot. Like that entire plot just sounds like, I don't know, like something out of The Simpsons. Like, yeah. Uh, like a sketch. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know, like maybe Cynthia Rothrock. Yeah. A good one. My um, mind went straight to my classic underdog picks of John Ayers and Avi Nesher mm, for okay. She and Directors, Project Shadow okay. Chaser and 
and Monolith and mm. all those movies that I I don't know they're very underrated. Um, but then I would maybe also say somebody like I would go in the opposite direction and say somebody like Linda Hassani who did Dark Angel: The Ascent who like made this this one amazing movie. Mm. You know, we made some other shorts and stuff in in anthology movies, but made this one little perfect thing that I love. Mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's um, maybe I'd have to look like at the at the at the zine we did, and and yeah. there's probably like a bunch of like Hall of Famers mm-hmm. in there because I was like, okay, what's what's like the best of of like yeah. our entire thing and aesthetic, and yeah, uh, so I tried Eric to- Roberts comes up a lot. Yeah, Eric Roberts. Yeah. Like my whole like Eric Roberts appreciation came after the yeah. after I did the zine, so it's not in there. Like I, I could probably think of a, uh, a second like uh fill up a second zine but oh, what's in there nice chomps mac and me ghoulies yeah roller gator <laughs> even <laughs> some of the early stuff that we did like return mm. of uh Sw- swamp thing did we ever do that one return yeah we watched that one together did we i don't online remember. we definitely I know, did i know we watched like uh, some other Winorski movie called Vampirella. Transylvania, yeah, Vampirella, Transylvania yeah. Twist. Those yeah. are fun. Yeah, yeah. Like I would put honestly, I would, I would put Jim Winorski in in uh, our crud Hall of Fame if he wasn't such a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, and I was just thinking that too. So uh, put the movies in, not the man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's put the movies in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's like um, classic crud. Uh, Next question was from SK Jam. Are movies that are made deliberately to aim at snarky comments from the audience achieving their goal or more often just badly done? Hmm. And um, I had an interesting thought about this because I watched a movie recently um, called Sist. Oh, yeah. That was from a year or two ago. Yeah, I know that poster. Yeah. Yeah. And that has like some some sort of stunt casting with um hmm. with uh george hardy from troll 2 and like greg sestero from uh yeah, yeah, yeah. The room and, and so i was thinking like oh boy is this gonna be one of those things where it's like they're gonna make it bad on purpose like uh the movie that came to mind just now what is it called dude bro party massacre oh yeah yeah but, but even that was like uh, it, that was such a comedy it felt yeah. like like for me, the, the, the line is like when it's stuff like, isn't it funny that we put the boom sh- like in every shot, <laughs> yeah. you know, or like where it's like we're deliberately trying to be kind of bad in that sort of like, I don't know, there, there's it's definitely such a fine line. But I thought Sist was a really good version of we're going to make a low budget movie. Mm-hmm. It's a monster movie that is playing on the tropes of the like black and white sci-fi monster movies. That's We've cool. updated it with like goopy, gross <laughs> physical, you know, effects. There is some CGI and stuff, but everybody is trying their best. They're not <laughs> trying to put in a bad performance. They're all like George Hardy is, is playing this like crazy, um, you know, like doctor guy. And he's just relishing the fact that he gets to play this really over the top doctor. He's not being like, how can I do this in a stilted way or be bad, you know? And so oh, it, it, I, I, you, you just said like his name. I was like, is that the guy from Joel too? And yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it, so it's like, it's, it's not like they've cast him because we're like, this guy sucks. He's going to be bad in this and it'll be funny. It's like, no, we're going to give these people roles and they're going to do their best at it. And then it's going to be it, it's going to come by in a weird way, almost honestly reflecting the vibes of these old low budget movies, because we're making an honest low budget movie. It's not let's be stupid and bad. And and that's how we'll be funny. It's And so I I was really endeared by that because okay. there I think there are movies that people just go. I, I don't know. Like there's movies like Lost Skeleton of Cadaver that I yeah. think lean into I'm mm-hmm. going to be really stilted and bad, but in a way that is honest and endearing and funny. And so it's like where the line between those two movies yeah. exists yeah. is so hard to think about. I, mean, I don't know. I feel like eventually it just com- comes down to like what are the intentions, but also what is the talent? What is like the natural? Yeah. 
like the screen presence or charisma of the people delivering it what is the vibe on set like if that's yeah. all very like positive and not just making fun of shit in a, in a you know like mm-hmm. you can laugh with something but not at something kind yeah. of thing like in the wrong hands lost skeleton of cadaver even as it exists yeah. with those those lines it could, could have been the worst you know yeah, yeah, just yeah. It, brutal. Is, it is a super <laughs> fine line but that's like the, the line between what what is funny and what isn't funny you know yeah so exactly it's <laughs> like that like that uh um, Top of the Food Chain is another movie yeah, where I feel yeah, like, exactly. you know, they're yeah. leaning into the tropes, but they're not being like, you know, this is we're, we're going to laugh at this. We're, they're, they're also just making a funny, like quirky yeah. movie. Yeah. I, yeah. It's often those like uh, kind of like callback to an older genre or type of movie. If, if that's done well and in a loving way, that's like half the battle won already. I feel. Yeah. And if that's not the case, if it's more like. It kind of similar to just like the whole like you know like the snarky audience the 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 yeah the, the riffy kind of uh, people who just I don't know like I, I used to do it I used to watch movies and be like okay let's watch some garbage and make fun and just crack jokes and yeah uh, then I went back and when I got like really serious about movies or like you know I don't want to overstate my seriousness about, <laughs> about movies when i started watching movies with a monocle on <laughs> when i started mo- watching uh, air quote uh shitty movies by myself i was like yeah no this all this stuff is actually super fun and why was i trying so hard to be a joker about uh, yeah some stuff but it's just like you know it's a different situation you're like a group of friends and you're like i don't know mm-hmm. i'm just here to make my friends laugh uh, yeah. Without really paying attention to the, the the time and effort that people have put into creating a movie, totally, it, it's so different now um, for me. So yeah, but so I get it. But also, you know, you're selling yourself short by just trying to be a joker about that stuff. I yeah, feel. I don't know. You, be better. <laughs> you can be better. <laughs> it's more rewarding. <laughs> yeah. Like there's definitely a way to build on a movie and make a joke about a movie or oh, yeah, you know, sure. Like I still make jokes. It's not, yeah. it's not about that, but it's, it's just different. Uh, yeah. There's definitely a time when it crosses a line to like this fucking idiot or, you know, and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like you're laughing with the movie, not at the exactly. Movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, Vieras Tello has our next question. Uh, what's the best film of all the 2000s? And by this, I mean films that have <laughs> 2000 in the title. <laughs> okay, okay. So, you know, so like Death Race 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I found a list on Letterboxd because I was like... Me too. <laughs> like the, okay, good. Because like the first thing that, that came to mind was Death Race 2000. And after that was kind of... Um, it's just kind of a blank. Uh, yeah, you you mean Dracula two thousand didn't pop to the top of your list? No, actually it didn't. Or, or maybe it did like shortly after. But then I, I immediately found this list. And I'm like, oh, thank God someone made this because there's like 40, yeah. 40 movies in there. I'm like, okay, great. yeah, uh, perfect. You've got like, uh, like you say, Dracula two thousand, uh, Godzilla yeah. two thousand, Blues Brothers two thousand, and so on. <laughs> um, yeah, Cherry two thousand came to mind before hmm. I searched. Not because oh, yeah. it's like the best movie ever uh, i think i rated it like it's, three and a half stars but yeah for the the plot of that movie which is like a guy who needs to replace his android wife yeah it's not as like not quite as gross as you might expect it to be yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's made by the guy that made miracle mile so it looks amazing and it's yeah. kind of like a real solid just like oh that was good yeah that just the vibe of that movie hit the spot <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it does yeah. have a good vibe for sure like uh, i've seen that movie like i don't know like two times now i always want it to be better than it is because yeah. there's so much potential there um, yeah it yeah. is one of those movies like yeah oh, i wish it was a bit better <laughs> just yeah yeah and you've got like tim thomerson and melanie griffin yeah. there and so it, sh- it should be like amazing but um yeah yeah but yeah looking at that list like my like Probably my favorite movie with 2000 in it is TC 2000. TC 2000. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, Veer's question as well uh, about like uh, which is like the best movie that lives up to the whole having 2000 in the in the title. Mm-hmm. And 
like I don't know if TC two thousand lives up to uh, like it's supposed to be futuristic, you know, like taking place in the year two thousand. Yeah, but TC two thousand just looks like everything was shot in a silo. So I know if, if that's like the scope of the future, that's like not not amazing. But I don't know, like I really like TC two thousand. You got like totally Billy Blanks, Matt, Matt, Matthias Hughes, Bolo <laughs> Young, Jalal Merhi. Um, it's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one if you like movies where everything in the movie you can tell has been like repurposed from something else. Because that's my <laughs> mm-hmm. memory of that movie is like yeah. everything is like we just took this like, you know, ceiling fan and repainted it or like we took mm-hmm. this like, you know, <laughs> everything is just something that was was a thing they got and repainted or whatever. <laughs> Isn't PC 2000 also Canadian? It is, yeah. Yeah, okay. So because it's J- Jalal. Yeah, Mary, yeah, it's film one yeah. production. So yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I uh, just so said, you're like, welcome. <laughs> like a cheap <laughs> Canadian Terminator or any kind of yeah. sci-fi uh, ripoff thing. So you love the Vindicator then? Uh, Did you I see that? that that's, is that from Montreal? I thought. I don't know. I have not seen that one. I think is that. Oh, no, I have not seen it. Okay, I think it's. I think it was French Canadian. Yeah, it might be like the director's name. Isn't that the guy who directed the slasher movie with Michael yeah. Ironside? Mm-hmm. Visiting hours. Visiting hours, isn't it? That? Yeah, it's a Quebec director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty sure it's that guy who directed it. But no, John Claude Lord. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, Canada's version yeah. of an Italian RoboCop ripoff. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, yeah. uh, didn't you stream that one for? I think we did, yeah. For Time Bandits, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've not seen it yet, so. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Probably now to TC two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> and our our last question mm. comes from Andy Jewett. In the digital age, has the importance slash influence of good cover art been lost? And mm. I know we've touched upon this, I think, before, but um, it's an important. I feel topic. like I've. It is. And I do think that while there's a case to be made of things like 2B TV as the like rental houses of the modern age of just scrolling through these mm. reams of weird looking shit and, and picking something based off of the cover art yeah, still does exist. But I do also think that a lot of those movies that you're seeing on something like 2B TV all have such generic and garbage <laughs> art that you're like, it's so hard you know, <laughs> to find something that is going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, they, in a good way and in a bad way, posters have gotten worse at selling a movie. Mm-hmm. Like you can watch, uh, I don't know, like look at every, any poster of a full moon movie uh, from their like heyday, yeah. the, the glory days of Full Moon, and you'll be like, "This looks good. I need to see this." Mm-hmm. But more often than not, they won't be that great. Yeah. Uh, at least these days, like nothing looks. Well, I'm, I'm not gonna say nothing, but there's a lot of movie posters out there that are like, "This looks like garbage," and it might be. But yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know if like the importance or the influ- influence of like poster art is is lost but yeah I, I do know like like not a lot of people make stuff with their hands anymore in general like everything is computers um like not just, it's not just posters but like uh only a fraction of uh effects in movies are still uh made by hand you mm-hmm. know like practical effects versus computer effects like which makes everything feel feel just more artificial, um, yeah, and, and glossy and kind of uh, I don't know I love it you know like but that, even yeah even in some regards though like an example that came to my mind was I just watched this movie called The Day Trippers, mm-hmm. um, which was released on Criterion and it has this um, kind of graphic art graphic novel style art by R Kikuo Johnson mm. and that like. Is that new was, art? It is new art. Okay, okay. And, that, and, and like made for the Criterion edition. And that, yeah, okay. that did catch my eye. And that is kind of the reason why I looked into it. And then I was like, oh, it's by this director who went on to do like super bad and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, this yeah. 90s indie movie. And oh, it has, you know, all these amazing actors in it. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, well, now I'm going to watch this. Nice. And, and I might not have if I hadn't have seen that really, you know, 
beautifully uh, done kind of graphic art yeah, design yeah, yeah. style yeah. cover. So I don't know. That That's the thing, though. Like, that's one thing that definitely slipped my mind just now. Just like boutique Blu-ray publishers yeah. will just hire amazing artists to make mm-hmm. new versions of movie yeah. posters and stuff and that's the new version of like exactly this movie looks the most yeah. amazing movie i've ever seen in my life and there's explosions and all this insanely awesome then, looking cool shit and then you watch it it's like yeah and it might be so a let boring down. or something yeah that's 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 definitely the case like people will pick up stuff just because vinegar syndrome has put it out and that doesn't mean yeah. like everything vinegar syndrome puts out is amazing. So yeah, like for the, sure. a really good example of that, it was, they covered it on the, uh, new world pictures podcast, mm. Omega syndrome, 1986. Mm. Um, and, and I, I think that was also a part of the original art was this guy with like a huge gun and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I think they might've also had some custom stuff on the Blu-ray as well, mm. but <laughs> that, I don't know. Actually, maybe they just used the original and this is the wrong, the wrong thing. But th- that cover was one where I was like, this movie is not this rootin' tootin' machine gun <laughs> no leather face dude movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think that, that they might have actually just used the poster art from the time, but still. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. Like uh I'm 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 just pickier about buying and buying Blu-ray stuff, but I am happy when I see like uh, they're putting out like a, a, a tire cage trilogy box set mm-hmm. with new art by a good artist. And yeah. just that just feels like so much more, I don't know, worthy of yeah. buying. It feels more valuable just because like you can tell like someone's been like um, hand, like drawing by hand new art based on the movie and stuff. It's just yeah, very nice. To- oh, shit. Do you hear that? No. Are we in physical media corner right now? <laughs> I guess we just like sort of transition into it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Poster art. You know. <laughs> um, Is there news? Do we have news? I was looking at news. Like well, usually a bunch of stuff gets posted in the discord. I'm like scrolling through it. I'm like, I don't know. So it's been a long time. I feel like there was some news about like, uh, wasn't there some tokusatsu series that were coming out oh, or yeah, something. yeah is a shout factory i think uh yeah yeah they had been doing like a bunch of super sentai seasons okay. uh, but then for a couple of years nothing was coming out anymore even though they had not covered everything uh i believe like one of the i want to say like mid 80s ones called live man or five man like one of mm. those two uh is coming out on dvd now uh, so maybe they're like picking it back up again because there's like I don't know like by now they are on the 45th season of Super Sentai. Yeah. And uh, as for Shout Factory releases, I think they m- maybe have done like half of those, and they mm. started. Uh, I want to say like early early 90s, like maybe 93 or like just maybe the season that uh, Power Rangers was based on actually. Okay, uh, yeah. Which is 94. Since, uh, and, and, uh, and maybe until the most recent season or something. But before that, um, they started in 75. So that's like 20 seasons that don't yeah. exist on DVD yet. Uh, but yeah, they announced one. It feels like kind of like an arbitrary pick because it's like, okay, they started doing the early 90s, mid 90s uh, Super Sentai until the more recent ones and now they're going back and picking like this one mid 1980s season that's supposed to be a good one but i don't know it's <laughs> they might work their way upwards again or something i don't know um but yeah they announced that and another uh i believe common rider kuga on blu-ray mm. which is so common rider also started in the early 70s uh, went on for a couple of years, like different seasons, different protagonists, took a break, came back with Common Rider Black in the late 80s. That was two seasons. And then for a long time, there was like no Common Rider. So until from 1989 until I believe this Common Rider Kuga in 2001, there was no Common Rider. Um, mm. So it I don't know what happened there. There was like the Metal Hero stuff kind of filled that gap up. Um, in terms of like yeah. toy produced tokusatsu, 
Um, but Common Rider Kuga is one that people always say is like one of the best Common Rider seasons. Uh, so people were like, I'm on another Discord where people talk about Tokusatsu a bunch. Uh, <laughs> I often get my fix there <laughs> in terms of talking about that stuff. Uh, but they were like pretty stoked that this is uh, coming out on Blu-ray. I have not seen it yet. I'm like, I'm when it comes to Tokusatsu, I am not that uh, well versed in terms of Common Rider. I've seen a couple of like 15 episodes of the original show, which was fun. Uh, I've seen Common Rider Black, but that's it. Uh, I still need to dig into that more. So. I, I can't really speak on Common Rider Kuga, but yeah. people seem excited about that one. So, yeah. Nice. And the only other one that I wanted to mention mm. was in October, um, MVD Rewind Collection is putting it at close range from 1986. Oh, okay. That's a good movie. I love that movie so much. James Foley mm. uh, directed it, Sean Penn, Christopher Walken. That's like one of my favorite 80s movies it's so intense nice um and and so good so yeah i would like that on blu-ray for sure cool yeah um but other than that we'll just get into our crud, crud! yeah our recommendations yeah Let's do it. <laughs> and we we did a bit of a uh, double feature this week yeah yeah we did like based yeah. on uh i guess a movie you watched so yeah lead it in uh, uh, so I watched uh, as a result of the crud challenge on our discord where you get assigned movies from your watch list. Um, I was assigned strike from 1998. It's been on my watch list for a long time, directed by Sarah Kernochen, um, starring so many people, Kirsten Dunst, Gabby Hoffman, Monica Kina, Rachel Lee Cook, mm -hmm. uh, Matthew Lawrence, Heather Matarazzo. So like just, Hayden Christensen's in there a little bit <laughs> like oh, so he? many people really? yeah uh, <laughs> um, just as like somebody's date like oh, okay. standing there kind of thing huh. um, but sort of famously was botched by Miramax they you know did the usual thing of getting this movie acquiring it saying that they were going to put it out into all these 2000 theaters across the country yeah, yeah, and then they didn't do that and they edited it a little bit um you know not a ton but you know it was very just like they, they love to do that in the 90s of like we got this oh, movie yeah. Oh, yeah. and then we just didn't do much with it because we're fucking idiots yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was trying um, to find like trivia on this movie but not a lot on imdb in terms of that like the whole yeah. mirror max thing what they did to that uh, yeah i read some interviews with oh. the, the director oh, okay okay um and and basically what they said happened was you know Miramax and everybody there, you know, asked for some things to be changed. I think there was a couple scenes that they took out um, mm. that were like important to the director, but they did it because they wanted to get the movie done kind of thing. Mm. Okay. Um, and like, even though it was like already under 90 minutes, they were still saying like, well, we want this out or that out. And it was kind of like, hmm. uh, why, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Did, did they say like, what kind of stuff they, uh, they mentioned that they demanded a scene be cut that was one of the most powerful scenes in the movie, and that was like Jesus. an effective scene. Okay. They needed to cut it for time, even though the movie was already like under ninety minutes. Yeah, um, it's fucked up. So that kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. but from what I can tell, watching the movie, because I I really love this movie. Mm. Um, it, it doesn't feel like a movie where you're like, wow, this thing got screwed. You know, it could have been this other movie. It, yeah, yeah, it feels no, like a, it, yeah, it feels like a proper movie. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's just about these friends at a all girl school and it's a, you know, slice of life coming of age, comedic drama, you know, mm -hmm. and, and then by the end of the movie, it becomes the school's going to have to um, get combined with an all boys school. And, yeah. So like it's called strike, but it was also called um, all I want to do. And it was also called the hairy bird. So it like had this trouble trouble with the the name. I feel like is the biggest trouble mm. with the movie, because I feel like none of those three names really sell on, on what you would expect when you put it in. Strike, yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> like strike it. Like they kind of do a, they don't do a strike at the end of the movie, but they do a like protest, you know yeah, what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Strike. Um, like when I saw you log that movie, I was like, this looks like it's about bowling. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not. It could not yeah. be 
less about bowling. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought it was really sweet and funny and I loved all the performances and, and it was just a really great nineties kind of like, um, you know, mm-hmm. feminist co- comedy drama coming of age thing with all these amazing actors. And I just, I, I thought it was just a delight. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Like I enjoyed it as well. Like the message overall as well, like about them having to share a school with boys like becoming a co-ed school and what that would mean for them uh like giving up so much i don't know basically privacy and having to compromise in order for that to happen and it's not just the the girls at the school but it's also like the what what is it like the principal or the head of the school who's also very frustrated about that whole thing but it's just people uh like the board making decisions because money and uh it's all like men uh paying for the school and yeah that frustrates her as well there's a lot going on there and i can i was always like is, is miramax just were they being a pain in the butt about this movie because it's like such a like a strong feminist movie and probably yeah but then <laughs> also like how did this even get made like why was miramax even funding this if if it's this kind of movie like well i think it was an independent that they picked up right yeah, okay, Probably. but why would you pick this why up? Why pick it up? Yeah. If this is what you're going to do with it, if you're not going to pay it, it its respects and treat, treat it proper, it, it just it's, doesn't really add up for me. It doesn't make sense. And and they did that with horror movies under yeah. Dimension. Yeah. They did that like with so many Hong Kong movies. movies too. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, They're fuckers. it's so fucked up. <laughs> They're fuckers. It's so fucked up. Yeah. And 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 yeah, and there's even like a character in this, like a kind of like slimy kind of pedophile character. Yeah, exactly. Who's like, yeah. L- like lecherous to the, yeah. to the girls. And it's kind of like, oh, Jesus. Like, what was his name again? <laughs> Harvey? No. Yeah, yeah. Dewey. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I, I really enjoyed it. And I would have liked to have seen more from her as a director. She, she did do a lot of writing. Okay. Um, like wrote um nine and a half weeks oh uh, yeah, i'm seeing now what lies, what lies beneath, beneath yeah. be, some other stuff okay. apparently is particularly proud of impromptu um hmm. from 1991 so I, I was thinking maybe i will go watch some of the written some of the things because i, I kind of like what lies beneath and i've actually never seen nine and a half weeks <laughs> i have not seen but, either actually yeah well. so that was a fun one and then you kind of you suggested like, oh, <laughs> that kind of got you off on looking up some stuff, right? And you came across Dick. <laughs> yeah. You're on the internet and you and you stumbled upon Dick. Yeah, I don't know. Like I wasn't on the internet. I'm like, whoa, this is the last place I would expect <laughs> to find Dick. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I was looking at movies because you're talking about. Um, strike and i had never heard of this movie so i was like what else is there out there like comedy wise that i may yeah. have missed out on in the in the 90s even though i was watching like everything but maybe less so like late 90s so yeah uh, but yeah then this this movie came up um like pretty highly rated on letterboxd mm-hmm. when you check out comedies like i did the old filter popularity with friends and it came up like really uh hi uh so yeah. yeah dick with kirsten dunst and michelle williams uh yeah a, bo- a movie which the whole conceit is basically like every decision that richard nixon made during the whole watergate unfolding scandal was basically informed by these informed by these two 15 year old girls yeah um so yeah i'd never seen this like i'd seen the poster a couple of times i was like Okay, this seems like a fun, like late '90s comedy double bill, and Kirsten yeah. Dunst happens to be in both of them. Uh, and you had never seen it either. You told me no, and, so. and I've and it was another one that I've kind of always wanted to see, and it was on my watch list. And I, I really like Michelle Williams, and mm-hmm. so it, it's been kind of like I should finally get to that. I hear it's pretty funny. Yeah, um, but I even didn't know going into this that it also had like terry gar dave foley will ferrell and hadea <laughs> like harry shearer yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep going <laughs> like ted mckinley yeah. you like you can really just keep the french stewart like yes saul, saul rubinek as henry kissinger <laughs> yeah 
like everybody from the 90s ever is in this movie yeah i i had no idea myself like i yeah. just like seeing the poster uh okay like kirsten dunn's michelle williams it's it i hadn't i never expected this kind yeah. of cast it's pretty and, insane and it made me feel like okay is andrew fleming an snl guy is yeah, the, yeah. It, you know like did people writing it have something to do with kids in the hall because there's a couple of them in mm-hmm, here yeah, yeah. <laughs> bruce mccullough and yeah i was just like what a weird existence not an snl movie <laughs> yeah no it isn't you know? no uh, but it really feels like that kind of a 90s snl adjacent comedy yeah and you know it's like snl but also like kids in the hall because you've got yeah. dave foley and bruce mccullough so yeah i don't know like it's an interesting existence this movie like i uh i don't really know andrew fleming very well as a director like i just looked it up uh just now I, and i saw that he, yeah he did the craft but other than that mm, i don't know i i've seen bad dreams oh yeah um, i've seen bad dreams as well but that's such a different it's, it's weird yeah different kind of movie different era unlike this or even the craft i would say uh it's more like something they're, that was just made in like the slasher boom yeah they're, their movie threesome has been on my watch list because i heard it was like pretty interesting but it's mm. even weird to, to look at like okay you went from bad dreams which is like a freddy kind of movie knockoff yeah, yeah then yeah. you went you made like an almost like independent movie about like you know these uh, t- two guys and a girl where one guy is in love with the other guy and then but that guy isn't gay he's in love with the girl it's oh, this I've, triangle thing i've seen threesome actually but like when it came out uh, yeah i had this like uh, movie subscription like sort of hbo kind of thing in belgium where it would just show movies the entire day um it's one, yeah. of, one of those movies i saw that way that makes sense it's just like yeah and then back to like a mainstream you know thriller and then to dick and then back to comedy again with like hamlet too it's just like oh. what, such a wild career but oh um, he did the uh fairly recent like i don't know i guess it's a comedy with paul rudd and steve coogan where they're like a couple uh sort of like cowboy oh tire kind of thing interesting i haven't heard a, i just know it exists this movie because I've probably yeah, seen I, like, I have not heard of that movie yeah, at all. Ideal Home from 2018. That looks like one of those mainstream comedies that just like it just like you know the, just yeah. evaporates yeah, yeah, into yeah, the yeah. air. <laughs> fell between the cracks. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Other, um, other uh, um, um, how do I put this? Uh, despite the fact that Paul Rudd is in it, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, but so watching Dick, you know, I. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was oh, yeah, so, that's really good. so funny. That's and, good. and I immediately kind of knew that this was going to be a movie that, you know, I'm probably going to rate like four stars, but it, it felt immediately <laughs> like a movie I would probably watch some more over the years. Mm-hmm. It feels very rewatchable. Yeah. And <laughs> I think I knew I loved it early on when like after they meet the president and they, they run back to their like school or no. So, so there's this joke that felt very Simpsonsy to me where yeah. they're like, they're on this school trip to the white house and the teacher's like, we're going to go meet the president. Oh, yeah, and everyone's yeah. like, whatever. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. and then we're going to go to McDonald's and everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. French fries, French fries. <laughs> yeah. It felt very Simpsonsy. And yeah, I was just for like, sure. oh. like, it's not going to be laugh out loud the whole time, but the things no. that did make me laugh, made me laugh really hard yeah exactly yeah. like there are moments in the movie where it's like okay there, there could maybe be more like laugh out loud yeah. moments in here but it's still such an enjoyable kind of uh writing a, a level yeah. of like pleasant comedy and like some mm-hmm. jokes are really good and then just the whole conceit is very amusing i felt um yeah it's like while watching it, uh, Michelle also commented. So is this like a Romeo and Michelle kind of thing? I'm like, yeah, totally. kind of, I guess. Yeah. And it shares with Romeo and Michelle something that I feel like is so hard to do. Well, well, there's two things that this movie does that are really hard to do. But the thing it shares with Romeo and Michelle is it has these two characters who are presented kind of as like teenagers in this movie, sort of like not airheads, but sort of like <laughs> a little, yeah. oblivious a little bit, mm-hmm. but it doesn't ever get mean no, to them. No. It never looks down at them. It's always that, like, sincere. The, I was, it's sincere. And I was very happy that there was no like 
we're mad at each other third act. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. 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 They stay friends um, like throughout the entire thing. But totally. there's still conflict because it's like about the whole fucking Watergate scandal. You yeah. Know, you don't need like conflict between the two of them. So no. Yeah. And the thing that it the other thing it does that I feel like is so hard to pull off is this movie feels like you can watch it with any level of knowledge about um Deep Throat and sure. Watergate. Sure. Yeah. And it it'll play because it gives you enough information that you understand what's going on yeah but even if you don't know the stuff about like they found the duct tape on that door mm-hmm. or yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like it rewards you for knowing about yeah, it yeah. but it also doesn't <laughs> like it, do- it doesn't leave you out of the loop it's still there's still funny things going on that aren't just like i remember that from the case you know or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i mean there was like definitely a bunch of stuff i remember about like just the whole watergate thing but there was also like i feel like uh, even if you don't know a lot of stuff, like as you get into the movie, you just pick up on the fact that there's a lot of stuff just in there because uh, it happened in real life. And yeah. here's this like so-called explanation. This is why that happened. Yeah. This is why like, yeah. uh, Nixon <laughs> is posing with like the two peace signs in front of the plane. <laughs> it's because he saw those two girls like leave yeah. and do a peace sign. And he's like, oh. I guess this is what the what the kids do, so I'll appeal to yeah. the, to the young folks because young yeah, folks right. this like is, this me. Is, this is why there's a bunch of stuff missing on that tape because she just like yeah, was yeah. talking over it. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, yeah, it's such a good yeah. conceit. Like if you if you yeah. if you're gonna do like uh, you know you've got um, oh fuck what's the movie with like Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford, Old Presidents Man. You, yeah, you can do it that way, or you can do it this way. <laughs> totally. Yeah, and Bruce McCullough as uh, Bernstein and Will Ferrell as Woodward are so so funny. funny. So So funny. They steal every scene that they're in. Especially, I felt like Bruce McCullough, who Mm. is just so funny, you know, in this movie. And like that, yeah, that first scene, like the movie kind of it starts and it has like one of the funniest like interactions between the two of them. Yeah, uh, where they're like, uh, I guess they're like they're being interviewed on TV by French Stewart, and I think he's supposed to be like Larry King. Yeah, like yeah? a Larry King type. Yeah, yeah. So and they get into an argument. Like Larry King, French Stewart is, is trying to get them to say stuff, and they get into an argument. No, he's trying to trick you, yeah. and they they start like uh, fighting. And Will Ferrell shouts something at him, like as they're fighting, like uh, you smell like cabbage. Yeah, Which apparently is a reference to like one of Bruce McCulloch's char- uh, characters in yeah, Kids the, in the Hall. Yeah, Kids in the Hall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not that much of an expert on Kids in the Hall, but I thought that that whole like interaction and line was just so funny. I'm like, okay, funny, this, yeah. this movie starts off really great, and it, it it doesn't like go on on that level. Like, it doesn't become like a gag movie. Um, yeah, but then when those characters like reappear, it it, it, it hits those like that kind yeah. of comedy. Um, yeah, a couple of it, times. And- and those two characters have their own funny game yeah. of sorts for comedic comedy game of like Bruce McCullough is always looking over his shoulder and yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. like get in on the action of what Will <laughs> Ferrell has going on. And it just has these funny little like improv games, mm-hmm. but, but not so much that they become nothing scenes. No, true. It, like, yeah. I, and, and that, I really loved all the art direction and all the outfits and yeah, 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 it just, yeah. it just was kind of like a, I could like when I first saw Romy and Michelle, I really enjoyed it at the time. Mm-hmm. But over the years, it became like one of my favorite comedies. And I yeah, can see yeah. this being that kind of a thing where every few years I'll watch it because it's like a comfy, easy watch and they're mm-hmm. all great. And then it's funny. And I'll probably start to find smaller things in the movie funnier and funnier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's so many like good line readings in this movie as well. Like it can definitely as I was watching, it, I'm like, this is like if you isolate this this is such a funny, funny line and a funny moment. Um, there's yeah. a lot of that in there. So like, even if it's not like laugh out loud, funny the entire time, it's still, yeah. Like you say, I feel like this one will definitely be like rewarding to visit, to revisit and revisit again. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> I finally watched this. Yeah. Like the payoff to that McDonald's thing when they get back to the thing and it's like, because of your thoughtlessness, we've missed the field trip to McDonald's and all the other students are there. It's like just really funny. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Good movie. Yeah. So 
Gotcha. I mean, I it made watching Strike and watching Dick made me want to revisit Drop Dead Gorgeous because I haven't seen that. I've never seen um, that, so I should actually yeah get around to that. It, I remember it being very funny. Mm-hmm. So okay, um, yeah, I'd like to do that. Yeah, Kirsten Dunst <laughs> was like on a real hot streak in like the late '90s, early yeah, for two thousands. Sure. Damn. Yeah, definitely. Like. Uh, uh, Strike and Dick and Drop Dead Gorgeous and mm-hmm. Virgin Suicides yeah. and going into yeah. Spider Man the trilogy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, sweet. So that was Strike and Dick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, did you want to talk about any other movies that you've been seeing? No, not really. I feel like those two movies are like good recommendations of uh, yeah. things you may have missed, like especially Strike, aka you know the other titles all i want to do the hairy bird yeah exactly yeah. um yeah i don't know i wanted to do also like maybe change it up like not bring movies where i'm like explaining to you about a movie you've never seen yeah. and vice versa no let's just <laughs> both watch the same movies and exchange opinions uh for a change yeah. so yeah there you great. have it yeah um so don't forget to go to crudbuddies.club. That is where you can find links to our Discord and links to the movies we will be watching online. Yep. Follow me on Letterboxd at YCKMD underscore. And you can also follow Carlo there as well. Uh, at what is, is that Carlo Go Carlo or Psycho Pike? On Letterboxd. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Letterbox is the is psychopike. Letterbox.com slash psychopike. There you uh, go. And again, if you are into Japanese cinema, check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash Carlo Translates. Yes. Links in the description. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see you next time on Cream of the Crud. See you later, alligator. Bye. Bye.